Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? Hi everyone, this episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking about failure because I think I have a little bit of a different perspective on failure than a lot of people and I want to share that with you guys today because it's been some powerful conversations with my one-on-one clients and the women in the elite and in the overflow method over the past few weeks surrounding failure, how we perceive failure, success, roadblock challenges, all of that and then I want to share with you guys about a failed launch of mine and how I was able to use that failed launch to learn a lot about myself and grow and yeah I just want to show you the bit the behind the scenes because I think what happens is we see these people on Instagram these lovely shiny business owners with their perfect six-figure months and their flawless brand kit and all the things and we just think they're so fucking perfect and we put them on a pedestal and what I've realized that is a lot of people are putting me on a pedestal. <laughs> like I never make a mistake or I never fuck up. I fuck up all the time. I fail all the time. I think the difference is I've learned really early on in my business journey that there is actually no such thing as failure. So here's how I see it. I think a lot of us, we see failure and success like two different paths like you're going along your journey and then you hit a challenge or something happens and there's two like a fork in the road we feel like you know like the the train tracks thomas the tank engine sorry i've got a three-year-old clearly and you can change the track from like left to right and we seem to think of it's like you can either succeed or you can fail it's one of these two paths that happens to you And I think that's the way the majority of the world sees success and failure. But if you actually look at any six, any really genuinely successful person, myself included, and you actually look at our life and our journey and what we've been through, you realize that that forked interpretation of success and failure is actually incorrect. (laughs) It is deeply flawed. I don't know where that idea has come from, but it's absolutely not true. So on someone's journey, There is no fork in the road like that. The only way the road forks is if you hit a challenge or a roadblock and you decide not to continue the journey and then it forks in a different direction. It's not even failure. The fork is that you chose a different route. You chose to end the journey. You chose to quit. 
So this is something a mentor said to me, oh my God, like back in 2015, she's like, there's no such thing as failure. You're just choosing to quit before you succeed, right? And so I think I've always carried that with me and living by that philosophy of radical responsibility is that I'm not like, oh, my business failed. I've never failed at anything in my life. I have made conscious decisions to end that part of my journey, but I don't ever look at anything as a failure for that reason, because I'm so aware that that nothing is a failure. It's either a lesson, it's something I'm choosing not to continue. And when you come from that place of radical responsibility, you're not getting caught up in layers of like, oh my God, I'm a failure. Oh my God, this didn't work. So that means something about me. It's like, I got to a point, I made a decision. This is a choice. I didn't fail. I chose something different. But back to the fork in the road metaphor, because what success actually, actually looks like, like if you go back far enough, if you look at someone's entire journey from where they started today, there's no fork in the road. What happens is the road goes up and down. So you get people that have little failures or not failures, but they have little roadblocks. They have challenges. They might start one business. It flops. They might start their second business. It flops. It might start their third business. It really flops. And then the first, the fourth one is the one that kicks off. The fourth one is what changes the fucking world. Right. I have actually not, I haven't met anyone yet who's been incredibly successful at the very first thing they tried. It might look like that from the outside, from, you know, what they want to tell you from their carefully curated PR journey story. But the reality is when once you actually get to a level of success where you're totally fine being vulnerable and like you just don't give a shit, you want to share all this stuff so everyone else knows you're just a real person. I think there's some entrepreneurs out there that still want to maintain that shiny image of like, I just decided to help people one day and I started a business and I've never had a challenge in my life and everything's been amazing right or you've got the flip side where you've got this like authenticity focused marketing where they almost go the opposite end and like I'm so relatable and I fuck up and I fail so much but you can kind of tell when that's done from a marketing perspective rather than actual genuine sincere desire to be transparent you can tell the difference right you feel it you pick it up like someone being a fucking pick me girl you can you can tell oh my god look at me like a gen z using terminology jokes i'm so old i'm definitely a millennial anyway when you look at someone's success journey the fact is they just didn't give up when they hit a roadblock they didn't make it mean something about them you understand that success is just a bunch of little failures success is a shit ton of roadblocks and and like a million challenges but you just keep going that's what actually makes someone successful. I'm not, no, I am not the person who's anti-quit. I'm absolutely 100% fucking quit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that choice has to be from like, this is not aligned with me anymore. I am not enjoying this. This is not a thing that I want to pursue. I do not have enough passion and why behind pushing through this. I think if you're in a toxic relationship, you should be empowered to say no. You, you always want to tell your kids to, yes, honor their commitments. Like if my kids start a sport... They're in it for the year, right? You start a sport and I'm paying fucking hundreds of dollars for the, the equipment for you to start this. You're in it for the year. If you don't like it, that's great. Tell me before I register you for the next year. But once you're in, you're in. But also I'm not going to berate them if they decide that's not their thing anymore. It's the same thing. You have the same attitude. 
quitting and choosing to leave something is a healthy choice. So I'm certainly not shaming that. But the fact I want you to take away from this is that every success is made up of a bunch of little failures. You know, one step forward, two steps back, one step forward, three steps back, six steps forwards, one step back, 50 steps forward, 52 steps back. Like it happens. It happens every fucking time. Every time I go to a new level of success and abundance within my business and my life, there are roadblocks, there are challenges, there are things you have to get to. And when so I start, when you start seeing it like this, when you start reading biographies of successful people, when you start watching people for a long enough period of time, right? Because some of my friends I met when they had 800 Instagram followers and they're now like well-known influence. When you look at that journey, not everything works. Not every business is the business that you start up. That's the most amazing fucking thing you've ever done. Not every product that you launch is going to hit the right market and have the impact and the change that you desire. It just that's reality. That's business. Do you think every single product that um, Myers has ever put in their shelves has been the bestseller? No, some of them fucking flop. Some of them go in the fucking donation bin probably not I don't know Maya's like wastage policy whatever it is but you know what I'm saying like not every business hits every single time not every month is going to be your best month fucking ever and I think it's just time we be realistic about this rather than the highly curated Instagram Valencia filter whatever bullshit yeah so sharing that (laughs) I want to share with you guys about I failed it's a failed launch right So I've launched things that have done way better than I've ever expected. I launched my first book, Goodbye Money Girl, middle of the pandemic, just had a baby, wrote a fucking book, self-published it, learned a lot (laughs) along that journey. And I literally expected six people to buy it. I thought my mum might buy five copies and I would buy one to put on my shelf. That's that's all I thought was going to happen. It hit number two new release bestseller for, sorry, no, it just hit number two in the personal development category on Amazon. It sold hundreds of copies in the first couple of hours. It was insane. It blew me away. I literally had no launch plan. I did nothing. I had some photos with it at a photo shoot, but I didn't do anything. There was no launch party. There was no event. I didn't even have it on my website properly. Like it was just, it went so well without me even trying. Flip side, right? My second book launch, I put a lot of effort into. Post-COVID, I wanted to have a fucking party. I hadn't seen anyone in a long time. I'm like, I'm going to have a book launch party. I really thought it out. I organized everything down to the last minute, obviously being my second time around publishing. The book went really, really well. Once again, it hit number, was it number one? Number one on hot new releases for women in business. So that was pretty fucking amazing. My third book's about to come out. Actually, it's out. It's technically out. You can go to, you can go to Amazon and find it. I have not done a single thing to launch this yet. Once again, it is still selling. But that's just to give you some perspective. I can be really good at launching. I can fucking fluke my launching. But even after five years of running Sexy Selfish, even after 10 years in business. So let me share with you about a launch I did last year that completely fucking flopped. I'm sharing this with you guys for a few reasons. I guess the main one to would be to let you know you're absolutely not alone. Every business owner doesn't hit the fucking mark on every single product that they launch or every single offer they introduce every single time. 
That's the main point I want you to take from this. Even with all my experience, even the way that I coach other women to have successful launches in their business, all of that stuff, you can still just have something that doesn't hit at the right time. The messaging was a little bit off. Maybe the research was wrong. Maybe you didn't have your energy behind it. Maybe you didn't dedicate the launch pattern or the sequence as much. Maybe it's just not the priority. And that's reflected in the results of your launch. The key is not to get super fucking caught up in it, not to make it mean something about your worth and your enoughness as a human. So what plot for me last year was my abundance affirmation SMS service, which might be really surprising to you guys, to be honest, because I get so much feedback that this is a life-changing product. I have so many comments every time I post about like, oh my God, this is such a great idea. So on the outside, this is going to look like it is one of my most successful products I've ever put out there. This is not done falsely. It's just the fact that when people said they wanted this product, so I had hundreds and hundreds of people sign up to the 30-day version I did. I launched 30 Days of Abundance Affirmation Texts because I'm just like, I would like a literal reminder every single day, a little pick-me-up in my day. And there's plenty of apps that did it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm sick of app world. I want, like, just text me. Like my best friends and I, we text each other funny memes. We send us things. And we're just like, you, you got this. My husband sends me little inspirational things. And I'm like, I have a circle of people around me who does that for me. What about the women who don't have that? So I created 30 days of abundance affirmation SMSs. I figured out the software. I wrote 30 affirmations and it popped the fuck off, right? <laughs> my biggest amount of opt-ins or leads ever. The feedback from that was overwhelmingly positive. I had never planned to launch something long-term with this. It was literally like this 30-day offering that I wanted to put out just to, you know, brighten up someone's day. I Obviously, it was a free offering, so it was costing me to do because I have to, like, it costs money every time you send a text message, especially when you've got it set up through this third-party software, so it runs on automation, and so it's globally accessible. It costs money every SMS I send. So I was like, okay, for me to be able to do this, I have to divert all of my marketing budget for things like Facebook ads and, you know, promotions and that type of stuff. I diverted all of that into being able to offer this free 30-day SMS option for people. It was a great choice. That still gets people subscribing every single day. However, when it came to the end of the 30 days, for the first time I trialed it, the feedback started to come in. I love this. I don't know what to do without this. I'm really missing it. Can we sign up again? Like how many times can I do this? I really love getting these messages. Can you please make something that I can get every day? Like I was having dozens and dozens of messages like this every single day. And based on that, I went, okay, this is what the people want, right? I figured out how to do this long term. I crunched the numbers. I figured out the minimum amount of money that someone would have to pay a month to be able to make this financially viable long term. Because obviously, like I can do it for 30 days. That's diverting my marketing funds into that lead generation. But to continuously do that, there has to be a cost to it, right? So I figured that out. I brought on someone else to help me 
not with writing the affirmations because I had over 300 affirmations written. But the thing is, when you're putting them into this text format, there's a certain amount of characters that it's allowed. So I essentially gave this writer, um, who's actually a great friend of mine as well, I gave her 300 affirmations that I had already done and asked her to pull bits and pieces from these, split some of them up and just get it within the character limit for the SMS one. So that obviously cost me um, a little bit of money to bring someone else on to do that as well. And then it took me over like 18 hours all up to put all of these texts into the software and then to test it and to run it. And so I set up my launch plan and I teased about this launch and I launched it on the day and I was so excited about it. And when we launched from 150 people who joined the waitlist saying that they wanted this, I had 15 people register. So I had hundreds, like like five, six hundred people opt in and get the 30 days. I had 150 of those people who wanted to join the waitlist and I had 15 people register. And I reckon about seven of them are my family and close friends, right? <laughs> I was crushed. I was fucking crushed. I'm not going to lie. This is on the 22nd of November. And then early December was when I crunched the numbers. I'm like, 15 people? Are you fucking kidding me? All this work over months. 150 of you said you desperately wanted this. And 15 of you got it. And I was, I think I was a little bit mad. I was a little bit mad. And what happened was I went, okay, I fucked up here. I take radical responsibility that something in my messaging, something in my marketing, something in how I promoted this, my energy behind it, whatever it was, was not on point here. But I also made a conscious decision to go, okay, it's December. It's like a week or two before Christmas. My autistic kids are in full burnout from the whole year. I am fully booked with design work. So my other business, Time Creative graphic design studio so we're like fully booked over that period of year everyone either wants everything done um before christmas or they've got launches in the new year and i just went you know what it's there it's set up it runs the 15 people who have got this fucking love it the feedback i'm getting from those people i made it available and part of the elite membership so once you do an elite membership you automatically start getting these texts every day so i know that people are getting this it is massively impacting people's lives. The feedback that I get is amazing. So I know that this works and I made a conscious decision in December to not stress about it. It was like, okay, I launched it. It worked. I don't have the time to go balls to the wall with this right now, because if I'm going balls to the wall with anything right now, it was my design clients. It was my one-on-one clients, my coaching. I had the overflow launching in February, which is a totally game-changing program. So I had a lot of shit going on. I'm going to come back to this. But what I did do was I looked at the numbers. I looked at the stats. I got all my stuff right. I looked at every email I sent out. I looked at the open rates. I looked at the click rates. I went through everything. And then I asked for feedback, right? I gave people multiple opportunities to register. I used different wording, different terminology. I collected the stats and information. And I put that all in a lovely Google Drive folder. And bitch, I'm fucking coming back for that, right? <laughs> March, March, you're going to see a lot more promotions, a lot more tweaked messaging, a lot more energy shift around promoting this particular product that I'm so, so excited for. Because I'm going to be super honest with you guys, to make that a financially viable product, 15 people on it is not enough. I probably need closer to 100 people to be able to continue to keep offering it. Um, 
And that's just like purely, obviously, as a business owner, I could just raise the price from $11 a month. I could just make it more. But my soul says 11. My soul says the pricing is not the issue here, Shona. It's your energy, intention, your dedication, your like what you're saying to people, the experiences you're showing, gathering more testimonials. There's so much more work I can do with it. But the key was I got mad for like an hour and a half. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> I like came out of my husband. And I was like, all these people said they wanted it. 15 people signed up for it. What am I doing wrong? But that's the difference. I didn't just go like this product's wrong or I'm a piece of shit or I'm not worthy or I know it would fail. I instantly went into, okay, I'm going to feel my feelings. I'm going to let the, all the feelings process because it was months and months of work and it did not turn out how I expected. I'm going to allow myself to feel that. And then I'm going to go and choose differently. I'm going to see it as a roadblock and a challenge and something that I need to educate myself on, get better, tweak and pivot and change and shift until I fucking get this right. Yeah. Because this is something I have not seen before. This is something that has the potential to have thousands of women registered and my voice and the affirmations that I've written get to be a powerful little reminder in their day. If they do not have the supportive partner, if they do not have the group of girlfriends around them who are all in business and can encourage each other and can help them like tap into that daily abundance, I want to be able to be that for people who may not be able to afford working with me privately or doing my courses and you know even maybe purchasing my books might be a little bit of a stretch for them but $11 a month to have a little daily reminder that they are in charge and they can choose differently and abundance is all around them and all the other things those affirmations entail that is really 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 exciting to me so I chose to see my failed launch as something that I could then share with everyone, something that I could teach on, something that was going to be a chapter of my next book. My third book's about to come out. Maybe we're talking about the fourth book that like, sometimes you fail, you dust yourself up, you get the fuck up and you keep going. And sometimes in business, you, you have flop launches. Sometimes in business, you have products that you were really excited about that don't land the right way. And you have to make a conscious choice whether you stop selling that product or whether you look at it and tweak it and take advice and seek criticism to get better and continue going. So that's, I wanted to, yeah, take you behind the scenes of not only like failure and success and my vision and perspective on that after 10 years in business across multiple industries you certainly start to realize you know <laughs> failure is not a thing like you don't you you stop getting scared of failure because you it's not something to be scared of you know even when like I wasn't scared that my affirmations were flopped I was pissed for five minutes but then it's like okay so next thing and what am I going to do to make this better and how am I going to overcome this and once you start to realize every failure or every fuck up or every flopped launch becomes a chapter in your best selling book one day that could become your TED talk that could be the the thing that you share that makes other people just like feel like the weight's lifted off their shoulders and I think once you take me off the pedestal and realize I'm just a normal human and I fuck up like everyone else, once you take people off the pedestal, then you start to realize the success that comes along with those little mini failures along the road to success is actually possible for you too. So yeah, I guess that's the couple of things I would love for you to take away from this podcast episode. 
that failure isn't the end point. It's just a little bump on the road on the way to success and that every successful business owner, entrepreneur, woman in business that you see and look up to is constantly battling with imposter syndrome is constantly having to push herself and and pivot and you know is disappointed sometimes and it's all completely fucking normal the thing that I joke about in my my girl boss group chat with my best business besties who are now my just life besties and soul sisters we're constantly like I fuck this I've had enough I'm going to work at Supre (laughs) you know (laughs) so it's just like no no I'm fucking done with this I'm currently online applying to work at Target. Like we all have those days where we're just like, why the fuck am I doing this? And then in the next five minutes, it's like, oh, never mind. I just got this amazing testimonial from a client. I'm so lit up. I love my fucking work. This is the best thing ever. So we are all feeling and experiencing that. And if you're sitting at home right now thinking like, oh my God, I must not be cut out for this because I'm having these feelings or that that particular candle scent that I launched and was really excited about didn't sell as well as I thought. Like that is that is entrepreneurship. That is the definition of the building blocks and the growth to success. And I don't think you ever get to a point where you don't experience those feelings and don't fuck up and never fail. You just learn that they're normal, that it's expected, that it's part of the journey. And you start beginning to collect evidence that every time there's like a, a trough in your business or every time it goes down and you feel down, it comes back up again and you feel high vibe again. Everything shifts and changes. So yeah, let's just normalize the failure road bumps on the way to success and the fact we all fuck up sometimes. And that is okay. As long as we learn from it anyway love to hear your thoughts on this one uh let me know what you think uh which part did you resonate with the most what's your biggest takeaway and if you have any stories about flopped launches products that didn't work as well as you thought they were going to please hit me up on instagram and dms i would love to collect more of these stories and share a bit more of them about like with consent obviously and privacy on social media because let's just normalize actual business and what it feels like. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mum Manifesting Wealth podcast series by Shona Gates and Team Sexy Selfish. Please leave a like, comment, review and share and don't forget to subscribe. The more you share, the more people we can impact and the more awesome free content I can create for you all. If you're wondering where to go next or have some feedback for this episode, you can hit me up on Instagram at sexy underscore selfish or visit our website, www.sexyselfish.com. We've got heaps of freebies there for you guys to check out as well. Thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing day.